What happens when you have the biggest battles, the largest scale and stakes that are higher than ever before? All of this is rumored and teased for the newest season of The Mandalorian, but there's still a lot that can happen, and we have some theories on what that could be. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Each week we dive deep into two topics from the galaxy far, far away. Mandalorian Season 3 is almost here, and we've got some details to dive into, and we want to talk about the big reveal in Bad Batch in the most recent episode that we got. So, let's jump right in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Mandalorian Season 3 is very, very close. It comes out March 1st, which is, it's coming up real soon. And I'm really excited for it because all of the different things that we've seen around the TV show so far is setting the scale quite large mm -hmm. in the upcoming issue of The Empire. Empire, they always do a big Star Wars magazine. Anytime there is a either a new show or a new movie, we get a lot of good details. And there is a 20-page Star Wars extravaganza is what they said and it's going to come out um, February 16th but an excerpt of that has come out already I think this is uh, this is going to really set the stage for what we can expect for the show hey you stormtrooper yeah you might not be a clone anymore but you should still like and subscribe quote what I love most about season 3 is how much the world opens up in terms of Mandalore and Mandalorians says Pedro Pascal and then Katie Sackoff says this quote I was texting John and Dave are you serious this is an epic season it's so big and so bold and so different she promises and for Bo-Katan it brings big challenges quote we know the family that she was born into now what's the family that she's going to choose what does that look like one of the main pieces so we're seeing a lot more of what Mandalore is going to be and Mandalorians as a whole in this season. It's interesting that we're getting these actors exploding with like oh my gosh this is crazy and just mm -hmm. like and just to hear them say how big the scope is really going to be makes me think this is beyond just Mandalore. Either that or this is like the entire planet. Like this feels this must be so huge. I don't know. I, I, I Obviously, it's bigger than we we than what we've already seen on Mandalorian. So, and Mandalorian, I think, ultimately was going to be this. We have bits and pieces of it, obviously, from the past episodes, mentioning of the different sects of the Mandalorians, where we have different upbringings, different organizations. Pretty much, Din Djarin had grew up in a cult that was very different from the rest of Mandalore. And then we're also getting into the sides of the Darksaber. What does that look like in terms of what does it mean to be a Mandalorian? How does that work uh, with Din Djarin having the Darksaber and how they're tying that? Uh, I think there was like this mask in Legends was a sign of rulership. And now that has kind of been transferred into something that's along the lines of the Darksaber and how that you win it in battle and how its journey ultimately came to Din Djarin and how he is separate from this world but is getting roped into this massive history and a massive sadness almost of around Mandalore because Mandalore was glassed it was destroyed entirely and, and to the point where maybe we see some of that maybe we see some deep dives into that side of things 
I, I think could be very interesting. I get the feeling that this is going to be a very different season, especially from the first one, mm-hmm. <laughs> where we were just getting little short stories almost of each episode. I think this is just going to be like deep dive into both lore and into something totally new. Yeah. I think we're going to see more of an overarching story with this season because I think Mandalorian season one, it definitely had an overarching story, which was get get Grogu, the child, to his people. That was the whole story arc. Season two was crap. Well, he's got to his people, but he, he already had found his people, the ones that he truly belonged to, his family that he chose or he found. Mm. And now we're seeing that family get broadened. Uh, there's been a lot of these pictures that have going been going around that have been shared from this article about Katie Sackhoff's Bo-Katan and Petra Pascal and Din Djarin and the child. And they're almost like adopting him together, sided things, but I uh, think there's... It would be more like him and Grogu adopting her, frankly. Yes. Let's be real here. <laughs> but we're definitely going to see a broadening of that relationship between them. Mm-hmm. We're going to see... So I think you could probably explain simply the relationship between Bo-Katan and Din Djarin as Rocky, at best. Uh, how is that going to change now that... Din Djarin has the Darksaber. What is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that you bring up the family unit of Din Djarin and Grogu. When Katie Sackhoff, bo mentions that it, she has to decide between family. Mm-hmm. Which it's, family? Right. Is she deciding between like joining the Grogu and Din Djarin family and the Mandalorians? Is that the family she's mm. deciding between? Like, or the one that she's built with her Mandalorians, right? And bringing in Din Djarin among those Mandalorians, because mm-hmm. in the trailer we saw a bunch of different ones, right? And who knows if those are all just like true Mandalorians or if these are just oh, yeah. other different cults that have. Considering the visceral reaction that Bo-Katan has in season two with Din Djarin and his mm-hmm. upbringing. I highly doubt any of them would be quote-unquote fake Mandalorians. Mm. I've also been seeing a lot of discussion online about whether or not Boba Fett could be considered a real Mandalorian. Really? Yes. Because that that opens up a whole different side of things. Because Jango Fett was kind of a Mandalorian, but he was more of a loose Mandalorian. (laughs) And then a clone of... Jango Fett, mm-hmm. Boba Fett, that was brought up in that, was trained somewhat in that, and then adopted his father's armor, which is the Mandalorian armor. Right. And how Din Djarin has a different perspective on that armor than Boba Fett does. Bo-Katan has a very different perspective on that armor. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think it's going to, ultimately, season three, my theory is season three of Mandalorian is going to be a deep dive into what it means to become a Mandalorian. Mm. The adoption and expansion of that with the foundlings when you have it with season one and Din Djarin and you also have little Grogu with his chainmail armor and you have (laughs) this hallowed perception around the Darksaber. I think they're just trying to really deepen the lore Mm -hmm. about what it means to become a Mandalorian. What does that look like now that Mandalore is no longer there? True. You cannot be be ruler of Mandalore with the Darksaber when Mandalore is destroyed. How are you going to recreate that? Mm -hmm. And that's just it. They have to recreate it. Like Mm -hmm. They're holding on to threads of history that 
don't really even exist anymore, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, they exist. But this is something totally new. Like, this is yeah. not something that you can just pull from the past to recreate. You have to just start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Will we see that? Pro- who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Probably not, because people like to hold on to their history. Mm-hmm. And then we also have to think about what Giancarlo Esposito's character is doing. What is Moff Gideon doing? Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. What is the Empire doing? What is the quote-unquote New Order doing? The New Republic? All of these different pieces are going on while this is all happening. So I wonder how this epic scale and all of these different Mandalorians actually come to fruition when we're looking at the story of this. Who is the bad guy here? Because we don't get a whole lot of that. No, we don't have that tension or that Mm -hmm. conflict of like good and evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, it'll be... I get the feeling that we're going to see a lot of like Mandalorian strife right at the beginning mm-hmm. and then near the end we're just going to get like hit with empire stuff and that or new order things and we're going to be like oh this just got really messy so yeah. I'm should be good (laughs) i think the thing that i'm most excited about too is just seeing the difference in upbringings where you have a very by the books dinjarin who's slowly but surely breaking the rules he got kicked out of his own his group is called the children of the watch Mm -hmm. and he is also according to this website i think it's a good reference of he's become a clan of two Mm, that's right the head honcho lady of children of the watch says that you are a clan of two now and their clan is called clan mudhorn from the <laughs> mudhorn that they killed together <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing uh, and took that down and got that emblem so they are slowly building up his group and you have the the existing bokatan and i hope we get into some of the details around what bokatan's been up to mm-hmm. and some of the details around the glassing of the planet i think is going i hope they get into that because I think that would be very fascinating to see more of. Absolutely. I can't see how they couldn't at least address some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? They might just dive right into the story and yeah. let us wonder. Mm-hmm. But we shall see. Something that we got some more details on, though, was the Empire, what the Empire is doing in Bad Batch, mm-hmm. specifically what the Emperor is doing. And I, I think. It's best described in Palpatine's over here playing 4D chess and everyone else is playing checkers (laughs) because you have Rampart going around, has been ordered to find a way to get rid of the clones, to take them out of the picture and start implementing the recruitments that we'll, we'll see as the stormtroopers. They're diving deep into this whole identity of what is a clone? How do they work in this new universe? How do they work after Order 66 has happened? They are they no longer have Order 66 and they have this newfound freedom and freedom of choice that they are gifted with almost. But they're also dealing with the guilt that they feel around the destruction of Kamino. And Rampart is trying to use that to hide his ultimate intentions of we don't want any more clones produced and we're going to make it look like it was an accident. How can we get the recruitment bill passed? We Mm -hmm. get a lot of the back and forth and, and showcasing of what the Senate actually works like. And how that looks like. What does democracy look like in this new empire? And I th- I think what's so fun is we get to see Captain Rex again. And everyone loves to see Captain Rex. Always. Always a good yeah. time. We also get to see how the other clones who took part in Kamino 
are are addressing that guilt and we're seeing the power of the emperor spreading out through rampart and and through these different attacks and senator chuchi has taken the side of the clones and is trying to get them a a better future once they have been uh, disabled or um, decommissioned, decommissioned. Uh, they just thrown out of the yeah. war entirely. <laughs> and I think that's it's fascinating. There introducing a, what is a, a clone that was specifically bred for no identification and just to be used as a tool of the emperor. I think that will come up later mm-hmm. on in the season for sure. And then you have the revelation of Palpatine actually coming through. Yeah. And the lead up to before of like, oh yeah, he's never here. So he doesn't he doesn't mm-hmm. offer anything to these proceedings. Mm-hmm. And then bam. <laughs> there he is. Mm-hmm. The moment of like, we're gonna win something. And yeah. then he comes in and he's like, Yes, I will work this into my mm-hmm. master plan of let's get new recruits in here. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's all all of this is Palpatine, the Emperor, using himself through these other people Mm. to get what he needs and wants. And Rampart takes the fall, but Palpatine is like, yo, here's an opportunity. We're not going to let this fall through our grasp. Okay. Well, my original plan with Rampart didn't quite work out. Uh, So, let's, let's flip this on its head. Oh, yeah. This was terrible. Rampart, get taken away. You're going to jail, buddy. We're never going to see you again. I definitely didn't have my hands in that at all. Yeah, it totally wasn't me. But as we saw, the clones follow these orders. They, without question, destroyed Kamino. How can we trust them to continue the protection of the Empire? Incredible storytelling beat there Mm -hmm. of utilizing the efforts of the clones, the efforts of the Bad Batch, and flipping them on its head. Palpatine will get what he needs no matter what. I love that they're playing around with this because we know that they're going to go to the recruitment bill. We know that the stormtroopers are going to be a thing, but we get to see now how that happens. What does it look like? How did it work to where they went from a beautiful system of the clones where they were able to use strategy and creativity and freedom of expression and control to win the war against the separatists and the droids who had to have, had to be controlled and sent directions by a commander droid and they had all of these different things what does it look like for that how do they get from that beautiful system over here to what we know as the stormtroopers and the recruitments and i mean luke was originally going to go into the empire and go to the academy and become a stormtrooper hmm yeah so like that is this is the the tipping point of everyone's perception of the stormtroopers and the empire and how the stormtroopers have become too many a pathway to freedom and a pathway to success and for others a a symbol of oppression Mm. on these other planets because obviously they lost a lot of clones they can now no longer produce more clones and they have even more underneath their government now that the republic is an empire and they have even more planets underneath their belt they need more people to be able to protect all these places Mm -hmm. protect using air quotes quotes here such a I want to say masterful but that just that gives them too much credit but I mean I guess Palpatine should get all the credit oh yeah like great job man that was brilliant (laughs) um man yeah that episode was so like 
true to form. I mm-hmm. felt like it was just so. It actually brought me back to Clone Wars a lot. Yes. Um, just in the way that they told the story, mm-hmm. but it felt so much bigger in yeah. a way. Like it was like, oh, this is a huge piece. Mm-hmm. Let's just set that right in yeah. the puzzle. Like you know, it's gonna be good when they drop two episodes at once. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm very glad that they dropped two episodes at once because if they had just dropped the first episode, I'd be like, what? No. Yeah. They needed that mm-hmm. second episode to tie things together just because, oh man, the tension was so strong. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about the clones for a quick second. So I didn't think about this until I was watching that when they were talking about their accelerated growth mm-hmm. and aging. Like, for some reason, I just thought about that, like, oh, yeah, like, when they're kids and they're, they need them to grow up faster, yeah, that makes sense. But no, it just keeps on going. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to get old fast. In theory, right? Yeah, because in, I don't know. I, I need to know, because, like, yeah. in Rebels, we see Rex, I and know. he's old. I know, but, like, I feel like that's a decent amount of time to get old, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, this is a strange concept that I've never thought of, because mm-hmm. we've seen Rex old, yeah. and we've seen a lot of time in between those times yeah it makes sense for him to be that old in rebels because a lot of time has passed in between that but if they were made to become old quickly Mm -hmm. that also kind of makes sense right so now i'm like but Mm -hmm. but what what one is it Uh (laughs) are we retconning a a little bit here like true yeah because she's an unaltered clone Mm -hmm. an altered but unaltered clone in theory because she is a child right um, similar to kind of what Boba Fett is. True. Yeah. But does she have, I guess that means that she doesn't have the growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would assume so. Here. Hmm. But yeah, we get, we get like a clear, what are the clones going to do mm-hmm. as they have this quickening aging mm-hmm. and less use. And I think in Legends, they did eventually become the stormtroopers, but it was less of like a sudden shift of like, okay, we're no longer doing clones anymore completely across the board. Because the 501st Legion in Legends, I believe, were clones hmm. primarily. Wow. Those were the group of clones that Anakin had. Hmm. They carried over and went to the Stormtrooper Legion. They became the 501st. The 501st Darth Vader Stormtrooper Legion. Hmm. But I don't know what that looks like in this new canon now. Right. It's interesting because they were showing us older clones. Mm-hmm. That grew beards. Yeah, that grew <laughs> <laughs> facial hair. Oh what my is gosh. this? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, really interesting that they're bringing that aspect into it. Yeah. When I feel like no one was really thinking about that. Mm-hmm. They're de- they're definitely bringing more of the humanity side of mm-hmm. the clones. Mm-hmm. A lot more. You're thinking about them as people. People. And you're seeing how the majority of the galaxy, especially in the Senate, don't think of them as people. Mm-hmm. And how Palpatine works that into his plot mm-hmm. to treat them like droids. Yes. No. We're getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Decommission what? them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think, too, uh, something that I found really fascinating. Echo is going off on his own adventure with Rex now. Yeah. Okay. I was totally taken by surprise. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait. What? I was as surprised as Omega was. (laughs) Yeah. Hang on. Who decided this? Yeah. The group can't break up. I was seriously like, I was like, I'm with, I'm with Omega. Like, stop. Like, Uh no. What's going on? The family unit needs to stay together. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Yeah. I think it, 
they don't necessarily dive as deep as I probably would have liked them to do with that in terms of making it make sense, but they definitely touched on it, that Omega and Echo, or they, they're talking about kind of like why they're still there, and Echo doesn't want to be alone. Mm. He He doesn't want to, he was alone with his thoughts for way too long. He wants to be a part of a unit. Mm. And I think he's going to find more of that fulfillment in Rex's journey. Yeah. Trying to find ways that his fellow brethren can continue to like evolve in society. Yeah, I could see that. He just wants more of a structured group rather than this kind of insane, never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. from the next day to the next sort of thing. And yeah. like their stakes are a lot higher in a way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could see that where he just feels like he wants to be in that like solid yeah. space with his fellow. I, I wonder why they made that decision. I know it wasn't really clear. It what it echoes being a part of the Bad Batch group doesn't hurt anything. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're trying to rope in Rex more, and it makes more sense for Rex to be a part of the story more if Echo is there hmm. because Echo is slash was part of the bad batch true like it'll be it'll make more sense to go back to rex because Mm -hmm. echo's there as well Hmm. and echo can call in bad batches help much easier than say rex could Mm -hmm. or rex is like hey man i need some help here i need a robot slash clone dude that can hack into things and become a computer sometimes i mean that too (laughs) i wonder if this is going to be the way that they kind of change or chain crosshair into the story, like they weave mm-hmm. him back in. Yeah, like what's he, do, what's he doing now that like Cody dropped a whole bomb on him? Pretty much just droiding it up yeah. and just following orders. Beep mm-hmm. boop. But now he's not going to be part of the clones anymore. They're getting rid of the right. clones. What is he doing now? Yeah. So I think you're right. That is a good. That is a good direction for mm-hmm. them to bring crosshair back because I think he's still going to ultimately be the bad guy mm-hmm. in this story. Yeah. And then we have Cody still somewhere mm-hmm. lost. I don't know that we're going to see him, but I almost wonder if that's also another part of the link yeah. to back to the Bad Batch and Crosshair. Like, I wonder if they're just making this, like, stepping, mm-hmm. like, these it's Like, we these know people. we want to end here. Right. So what are we, what do we need to do to, okay, let's put, let's put Echo here with Rex. Cody's over here. Mm-hmm. Crosshair's over here. Uh, and we know that we all want to end up over here. <laughs> yep. Okay, let's... So we're going to start tying the, tying the little strings together mm-hmm. and how they're all going to come back together, but yeah. also might not. Like. I, I totally expect Cody will become a part of the Rex and mm-hmm. Echo group. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the next spinoff that they have is, right. <laughs> is that group. Instead of the Bad Batch, Bad Batch ends after two seasons and then you get like the Rex Batch. <laughs> Yeah. And that leads into the, Rebels. The the clone misfits. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fascinating. But I, I, I wonder where this whole season's going to go. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what decisions they make going forward and how they rope in all these characters. Because, yeah, we've still got Crosshair. We haven't seen him since episode three of The Bad Batch, right? Yeah. So we got the two first ones, and then the third one was the Cody Crosshair episode. Mm-hmm. So I think we're on seven and eight now. So we haven't seen him for four or five episodes. No, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And we still need answers as to why they created Omega. Yeah. 
what is her purpose and her role in all of this? I am still confused and I am still waiting for that. And I think we're not going to get that until probably a couple seasons down the line yeah. when they're really trying to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. They're setting up a, her character too to be much more caring and a, they're almost trying to get her to be a better version of what the Bad Batch is. Mm. Taking the different pieces of each of them mm-hmm. and then also learning the cultures like they were on Kashyyyk. She was learning how to communicate with the trees. Mm-hmm. Well, they're making her to be the most human yeah out of all of the clones mm-hmm. using all air quotes for that um which is interesting and i i'm yeah i'm curious to continue to watch her growth yeah. and yeah and just her innocence kind of collapsing but also maintaining her yeah. purity and it mm-hmm. ju- it should be interesting yeah she's the moral compass of mm-hmm. the bad batch <laughs> mm-hmm. moral compass and like the reminder that they are still mm-hmm. and always will be human yeah. you know mm-hmm no matter what everyone else thinks, mm-hmm. they are not tools. They are humans mm-hmm. and they have their own path and journey that they're on. And choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let us know your thoughts on what we discussed today and make sure to like and subscribe. Let us know. Reach out on Twitter. Do all the things. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed, you can check us out on our YouTube channel. Get the video version. We like to not have some nice Easter eggs and all that fine, uh, fun stuff. And hey, you can also listen to this podcast if you're watching this on YouTube, wherever you find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, all the places. And hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as always, may the Force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>